1: You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on
0: iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at dcaureview.com. Now, here's today's episode.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 49 of the DCAU Review. I'm your host, Cal, and with me, my good brother, the DCAU Review Twitter Guru, it's Liam. Liam, welcome to episode 49.
0: Of the DCAU review. Yes, we are smack dab in the middle of our Elseworlds Batman month. Last week we took a look at another episode of the Brave and the Bold cartoon. This week we are tackling a whole different animal. That being uh, the 2004 to 2008 running The Batman cartoon that aired on Kids WB. Um, completely different animal, a completely different type of Batman on this show. And uh, really, a, a very unique look to it as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, my recollection of this. So, when did this debut? 2000 2004. four. Two thousand and four. Okay, so it was after Justice League. It ended, but around the time Justice League Unlimited. Yes, I believe was Unlimited, Unlimited
0: also premiered in 'O four. So this was a this was kind of like a golden time if you're a DC animation fan because you had Justice League Unlimited. Teen Titans was still going at this point mm-hmm. and you had uh The Batman debuting as well. So 2004, good year. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It was it's a, it was a good time as you said to be a DC animated fan. Um, It is, as you said, very different uh, in a lot of ways than what we're used to. And we talked last week when we were in the Batman Brave and the Bold universe about its homage being a straight-up homage to Silver Age. So you have some familiarity if you've ever written – read uh, the old Silver Age comics, then you kind of have some familiarity of what they're going for with the the theme and the general mood of that series. This is its own sort of creation. It has big shoes to follow, and obviously in the Batman, the animated series, going from that and the whole world that Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and Alan Burnett and all those guys created to kind of trying to do their own thing. Now we we do note that Glenn Murakami is a producer on this episode and I think you said that Alan Burnett was involved. Yes, in definitely in the it.
0: later seasons. Uh he I assume he was still working on Justice League at this point. Okay. So I don't think I don't know if he was super hands-on the sort of head producer is a, and also the guy who uh, designed all the characters is a guy named Jeff Matsuda who uh, probably before this his most famous project was the Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon, right. which also ran for several years on uh, Kids WB uh, just prior to the Batman starting. So, And you could see a little bit of that influence. It's not quite like Teen Titans, which had like very overt anime influences to it, mm-hmm. but this does have a sort of... A, definitely has an Eastern animation feel in certain parts, certainly the design, some of the technology that's used. Certainly. Uh, that certainly comes through,
1: and they, it's a combination. I, I guess it's straight digital animation, but they use some, I guess, enhanced digital animation when it comes to some of the vehicles and some of the some of the the tricks they will use. And we'll talk about that, at, at, I'm sure, when we get if we ever dive further into this with the Batmobile and stuff like that. But um, my initial thoughts will start with plot. So this is we are reviewing the very first episode of this, which is a Bat in the Belfry, and it is a joker story which is which feels comfortable which is good but as you mentioned this is a different batman we learned very early on in the episode that this is batman's third year of being batman it's the third anniversary of him being batman and uh it's it's familiar in that you know batman of course and there's alfred and his dynamic of relationship is there and i think since since batman and justice league and the dcau version of batman has been off the air for so long now it's it's you get comfortable with the idea of there being other sort of iterations of batman but at the time i can remember this being and if you if you look at it it's sort of a stark contrast between this and the batman that you're familiar with
0: yeah definitely as far as a a traditional uh, batman show this is the first obviously batman beyond it happened you know, you had the Justice League shows where he was, you know, more of a, you know, could be more of a supporting character, but Kevin Conroy was always with us throughout those shows, and, you know, that continuity is there. This is sort of, you know, striking out on its own to be its complete, its own separate universe. doesn't connect to the g c a u obviously. It doesn't really connect into the Teen Titans world in any way. It's completely its own animal here, and it's, it's, uh, it's brave. Like, I'm sure that was a daunting task to try to follow up, and, I know they speak to that, and as far as the designs of some of the characters, some of the ways they interpret certain uh, villains, they did the. uh, tried to do things a little differently just to try to steer clear. Of having to be directly compared to uh, you know some of the great episodes of the original Batman animated series.
1: So why don't we're going to change things up? We're going to start out by talking about visuals and animation instead of plot. I'm, we're going to call it audible here. All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit. We, this is completely new. It's it's episode yes. forty nine, and we're doing something completely different. It's crazy. History. That's it, right, folks. It, it's our show. Uh, so, so as far as the the way that they went about the look look of things, I think we we can start there. Batman. Uh, has a shorter ears in his cowl so we're going back to the the traditional shorter eared batman style i guess uh it's hard to tell what era this is in you have a lot of modern technology but it it's sort of like pseudo modern it looks like it could be 90s technology Mm -hmm. maybe he's got
0: like a palm pilot and then he has this like sort of like his own internet type deal that they call the bat wave which was uh kind of a tie-in to sell some toys at the time yep because uh, all the toys came with bat technology yeah. um but uh yes yeah, so you have you have a lot of it's a little more high tech in some ways like he uh he has a it's also kind of like a a modernized version in some ways of like a 60s batman in some ways sure. um the like he rides up a bat pole at one point but it's like an electronic thing where he just kind of grabs it and it moves him up sort of by itself, his um, breathing
1: mask from underwater was an yes. homage to to some '60s Batman breathing mask. Yes, and so
0: there's definitely touches that. Even the bat logo itself on his suit, or back to the yellow oval bat here, mm-hmm. and that uh, looks a little bit like the Adam West oval bat as well. So it definitely feels like they're pulling a little bit from here, uh, here and there. The, his cape i gotta talk about hashtag cape movement on the new show here oh, it's cape movement. um it's a very long cape it uh-huh. like sweeps around him and then it's like it drags on the ground it's like it's a it's a wonder he doesn't trip over himself it's very pointy but uh yeah so that that also i think uh contrasts some of the things where he's standing on a building or outside and the the wind is taking the cape and it's just way way out there <laughs> uh it's a like, little exaggerated. Definitely, and that's that comes from sort of the style of the show being sort of a little bit over-exaggerated, but... And then... jo- you have Joker, of course, as yes. a villain, yes, and Joker, was,
1: uh... Joker is, it's, it doesn't look like any Joker that I've seen no. before. They went on kind of one of their own on with this. His hair is very um it's sort of like a harlequin hat, I guess mm-hmm. it, and then it has like four points to it he's when you first meet him, he's wearing this straight jacket with sleeves that are longer than his arms mm-hmm. um, that that are covering up his hands he's not wearing shoes, mm-hmm. he sort of behaves i would say sim- like Ape-ish, I guess he jumps around sort of like he yes. uses his feet like hands at times, like gripping onto things. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very weird look. He's got these red eyes with yellow pupils, mm-hmm. dark yellow teeth, real exaggerated. The animation style in and of itself. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of it. There are th- things about it that I like. I don't, I don't mind the bat, the way that Batman looks. Joker, I don't have a problem with them doing a different interpretation of him, but I'm not a huge fan of the animation style in and of itself. Uh, Batman's sort of Bruce Wayne looks like somebody did a caricature of Mark Cuban. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like he just he he has this open shirt and he's sitting at the courtside at a basketball game. I was yeah. like, oh, they just he's Mark Cuban in this. Um, and the characters, and like you said, it's it's a completely different style than what we're used to. It doesn't even We talked last week with Brave and the Bold how that sort of mirrors and and fits safely enough into the Bruce Tim, you know, uh, Jack Kirby influence style. Mm -hmm. Uh, This doesn't really fit into that style.
0: Yeah, even even something like uh, most of the the men's jaw lines are you know in the DCAU or even in Brave and the Bold are very square, very sort of uh, streamlined. Like everyone kind of a lot of people's jaws in this series come to more of like a point, almost like a triangle. Yeah. Um, and that—that that again is some of the influence of Jeff Matsuda. If you ever watched the Jackie Chan uh, cartoon, they—they look very similar on that show. Uh-huh. But it is—it is different. It's not quite as streamlined. It's not quite as uh, simple. There's a little bit more going on, which sometimes works to his advantage. And as far as some of the other visual elements, uh, I really liked the scene where they introduce the Joker at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orderly is, like, checking uh, to make sure all the inmates are in their cells. And he comes across the Joker, and you just see the Joker's face in silhouette. And you can see his these creepy eyes. And then he uh, sprays the gas, and his face just sort of lights up for a second as he's holding this Joker card in front of him. That was crazy. really, really well done. They also do this thing a, a few times during it where they... Like, they'll play a little bit of a musical interlude, and then they'll do, like, three quick cuts as they zoom in on, like, the Joker's face or on Batman at one point. They do it similarly.
1: The orderly. To yes, the when orderly.
0: Batman's sort of slowly turning around. Rather than doing it all as one shot, mm-hmm. it's, like, three really quick cuts. And I, and I don't know that I... I don't love that, because mm-hmm. it does make it feel a little jarring. Mm-hmm. But I can see that they're... I see what they're going for. Sure. With it, and they're trying to really pop that moment when they do the full close-up. So again, it's just something
1: that that uh, stuck out to me is different. Sure, it is very very different. I would say the thing that distracted me, and we commented on it a couple of times that I did not like the most was the fact that they did not have a consistent color for the sky of Gotham yes. City. in the very first scene, the sky is green, which was a, like lime green. Too it was it was a bad choice. It was a bad. Cho- it's like vomit. Green, like, yeah, terrible. Uh, not a fan of that. <laughs> and then, then it's blue, and then it's red, and then it's purple, purple and then it's salmon colored, yep. yellow, lavender. Yeah, it's it's the many
0: colored skies of Gotham City. It just it it was distracting. That's on their, to- that's on their tourist
1: brochures. <laughs> <laughs> Come see our many different colored skies <laughs> all over Gotham City. Uh, I was not a fan of that. Uh, so giving it its fair shake i didn't hate the jokers look i appreciate that they're going for something different i'm just not a fan of the style in and of itself um and i think the sky thing actually (laughs) was a detriment to it so i gave it a four out of ten wow for animation really you
0: you better get ready for that disagreement alarm Uh Uh i gave visuals 10 out of 10
1: what i love
0: i love the way this show looks i love it's very atmospheric batman looks cool no no this is you're wrong no i love the final fight scene in the uh (laughs) in the air balloon i think it's really clever i love i love the design of this show i think it's great
1: no, you, you know what? It would it would have to be something outside of the, our normal DCAU universe in order to, <laughs> you know, for us to to truly disagree on, our, yeah, on something. Yeah, truly disagree on something. I yeah, I I'm not a fan of this at all. I think that you're wrong. I think that <laughs> I think that it's it, that Gotham City is uh, I don't know, it's too light at, at times. There was a lot of daytime. Like Batman's supposed to work at night. It's it's all bright. It's not how it's not how Gotham should be. It's I Like I said, there are portions that I appreciated, it's just not my style. I don't like the style, I don't like the way that the human beings looked, uh, that were <laughs> supposed to be actual humans, not like the Joker. Um, so anyway, alright, so <laughs> huge disagreement on that one. The,
0: the biggest in show history for a single category, I, I know that. I'm
1: going to go for sure. All right. Uh so why don't we now move to plot? Uh so our plot, Liam, is uh involves the Joker. It really doesn't doesn't specifically kinda give us where his origins come from. In fact it's left ambiguous. Yes. Uh and he just kinda shows up in Arkham. He lets the lets all of the inmates out. By the way, a couple who <laughs> we can talk about in visuals, but happen to have happen to look like former Batman producers, yes. uh Bruce Tim. Uh, Alan, Burnett, Alan Burnett, I think Paul Paltini. Dini's in there somewhere. Yeah, there was, may have
0: been a Glenn Murakami in there somewhere as well. Uh, there's a sort of a big spot, but yeah, Bruce Tim and then Alan Burnett like walks right in front of the camera as they're doing the sort of the shot of all the inmates walking out of their cells. So. I appreciated
1: that. that yeah, was, that was
0: nice. That was a nice was little good. touch there. But
1: anyway, so he lets the lets the inmates out, and he tries to make Arkham his new home. Batman has an interaction with him. He escapes through some sort of. Undetermined detective work Batman finds out where his old uh, Hideout was And he goes And tracks him down there They have a fight, he escapes In a hot air balloon that he's des- yeah, he decided to. He's going to release Joker gas Again for undetermined reasons Just because he's crazy I guess he wants, to, he wants to put a smile on everyone's face Right, and uh, so he's gonna He's gonna pop this giant balloon On a a statue that has a sword sticking out of it. The statue is comes
0: awesome. back in the series like three or four times. Does it? Because at one point Joker tries to vandalize it and make it make it smile. I think
1: they should have just torn it down after this episode, or the, whoever designed it should have realized that a giant point on the end of a statue <laughs> it seems dangerous was like, for like helicopters or other uh, low flying aircraft. Nah. What's the worst that could happen? A man could pop a giant air balloon <laughs> on it filled with what laughing gas. What are the odds, Frank? Uh, so Batman and him have a fight. He sinks the balloon into the Gotham River and then releases the gas into the Gotham River. I guess with no sort of economical... Or... Hopefully the
0: gas only affects uh, humans. Yes. Uh, a lot hope... of fish were, f- were
1: floating by. Yeah. Let's, let's hope there's no ecosystems that are affected <laughs> by the release of the, the Joker toxin. And then the Joker is in Arkham Asylum at the end. So. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the plot? I thought it was just basic enough and there wasn't a whole lot of depth to it. You have the in, sort of like pseudo-interesting storyline of Alfred being concerned that Batman isn't being Bruce Wayne enough.
0: Yeah, the, um, yeah that's definitely a recurring theme of the series. Is uh, Alfred, if for no other reason that he knows that the less Bruce Wayne is around, the more people will start to put together that uh, Batman and him could be the same person as well as you know that sort of classic alfred motif of really kind of at his heart not wanting Bruce to do this with his life as a whole. Right. Um, you also have the introduction of the the two police detectives. You have Ethan Bennett, who we find out throughout the course of the episode is childhood best friends with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the series, spoiler alert, he becomes Clayface. Oh, snap. Um, so that's that's a pretty that's it's uh, Ethan Bennett is a completely original character that they created for the show, mm-hmm. um, and his sort of his as throughout the show they sort of explain he kind of likes what Batman does. And doesn't think he should be trying to arrest him, whereas his partner and the rest of the police force is very anti-Batman. So he sort of becomes like Batman's uh, pseudo ally, a a pre-commissioner Gordon kind of. And some of this does definitely take inspiration from the Batman Year One graphic novel that Frank Miller uh, wrote years ago of that sort of the one cop who sort of trusts Batman while everyone else is gunning for him.
1: That's a classic Batman
0: story trope. I oh yeah.
1: Whether it's Gordon or another cop, it's yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, and
0: then you have the Ellen Yin, his new partner from Metropolis. We get a little uh,
1: a little shout out to, yeah. to the other worlds or the other places in this uh, Batman. Oh generation. yeah,
0: and uh, who uh, Ellen Yin, who is a, a tribute to the character Ellen Yindel from the uh, Speaking of Frank Miller of uh, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, she's the chief of police uh, in in those. Uh, uh, comic books and uh, eventually in the animated movies they did just a couple of years ago. There so they do a lot of uh, a little bit of homage here and there, like we said in the visuals. There's Adam West homages in some of the characters. There are uh, you know homages to other Batman projects. But yeah, overall, I thought the plot is good. I don't think it's they didn't reinvent the wheel, as nope. you mentioned. It's Joker wants to spray ga- laughing gas everywhere. Yep, and so he tries yep and uh yeah i went i gave plot five out of ten i think it's <laughs> solid i don't think it's bad in any way and again as an introduction you had to introduce batman introduce alfred introduce the world introduce ethan bennett and introduce a villain all in 22 minutes i thought they did a solid job with it not the greatest plot not gonna win any maybe awards for writing but not bad either
1: yeah um I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. That's why I gave the, the exact score, <laughs> five out of 10. Um, yeah, it's it's fine for what they did. It's I didn't hate the episode. I think there was a lot going on you're right they had a lot they had to do that maybe they could have pushed some of that story maybe the Ethan Bennett stuff could have waited till episode two or three uh, maybe the stuff with detective yin hmm. could have waited an episode or two sure uh, but it was obvious that they wanted to establish as much as they could in this little time frame here yeah and it's fine it's not offensive it it I didn't hate it um, it just wasn't it wasn't great by any means so five out of 10. All right, so let's talk about music, Liam. Um, I don't have a lot to say about music during the actual show. It's there. It plays um, sort of intro and outro of every scene. There's like a little...
0: they Yeah, the music, rather than anybody having like a traditional theme the way the Joker or Penguin or somebody did in the old show, there's like a little refrain that'll play that'll sort of echo. Mm-hmm and then that'll be it and then there'll be dialogue and then yes as the scene is ending they'll play a, like a little bit of a guitar strum
1: so it's not is not it's not the, the same again it's something yes. completely different it's its own show its music is not relied upon to set mood or to set um, to be a major player it's with
0: more of a punctuation yeah. uh, than good like point. a comma.
1: Yep, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. That's that's a good way of putting it. That said, I did give it a score of 7 out of 10 and I was struggling whether to give this just an average score and give a bonus point. I'm not giving a bonus point. I'm going to go uh, and give it the score because the the actual theme song, which is written by uh, U2's Edge, uh, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And unforgettable. And I think they, for, correct me if I'm wrong, they only used it for the first season? First Two seasons, First two seasons, yes. and then they change it for some. Yeah, they go to reason. like a
0: weird like techno remix of the Adam West theme.
1: It's really bizarre. It was a really bizarre choice. Anyway, I was kind of, i think I was almost out of the show <laughs> by by that point. But uh, it—I love this theme. Instantly memorable, easily easily playable. Like, you know, to to play it back over and over again has a great little punctuation at the end with the voice of, saying "the Batman." Mm-hmm. Um, great big fans of you 2 obviously oh, yeah. we are so uh, I gave an extra two about an extra two points I think for that so my final score for music was 7 out of 10 what about you?
0: mine was a very different 6 out of 10 okay. um, kind of the same thing yeah some of the chase scenes we do get more traditional music it's very drum driven mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate because I play the drums um, so I liked hearing that, um, but I, other than what we've mentioned, yes, there's those sort of refrains at the end of scenes, and as we mentioned in visuals, when they do those really sharp cuts mm-hmm. as they are doing they're zooming in on something, you would get sort of again sort of almost like horror movie type music or mm-hmm. the, the really quick sudden notes of stuff. so again it just it's just something they're doing differently than than the previous show did and right uh, It may not be great it's not it's obviously not the same as a you know a Shirley Walker. Uh, composed live orchestra, sure. But for the show and for the tone they're going for, I think it does work pretty well.
1: Absolutely. All right. Last but not least, Liam. Let's talk voice acting. Obviously, we're introduced to a brand new cast here. Uh, let's go over briefly what who are our players today and what what do we know them from?
0: Yeah. So we know uh, Reno Romano is Batman. Um, he uh, uh, other uh, comic book roles. He was he was Spider Man on the very short lived. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon.
1: I like liked that succeeded.
0: That. I loved the visuals of that show. Um, he had a cape, yeah. which I always appreciated. I remember uh, the,
1: remember the cliffhanger. They yes, they like, like the
0: symbiotes unleash on the world, and that was uh, and that was the cliffhanger. Yeah, and that, they never they completed Yeah, the, yep, <laughs> completed the that show. was a bummer. But uh, <laughs> I like la- yeah, there was some cool stuff on that show. But yeah, he played Spider-Man in that show. Also voiced Spider-Man in the two uh, PlayStation One era. Spider Man video games, which you and I spent countless, countless hours playing. Hours
1: and hours. Um,
0: hours. Yes. So uh, uh, appreciate him. Uh, as a young Batman, I think he's fine. I think his best work comes later in the series. Mm-hmm. They sort of allow him to age throughout the series, certainly once they introduce Batgirl and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, so here he's still kind of supposed to be like youthful Bruce Wayne a little bit more. Mm hmm. And it didn't feel like he quite knew how to play that yet. But again, episode one. Um, I think he does a solid job. We have Alistair Duncan as Alfred. It's tough for me because we've established who hashtag my Alfred is. Right. So anyone, uh, you know... Who
1: is not your Alfred.
0: Right, is going to is gonna be, you know, second best at best. Sure. Um, I do really enjoy Alistair Duncan's performance as He's Alfred. He's great. He's I funny. He's, he, I think punctuates the, there's an emotional scene right at the start of the episode where they're, where Bruce is sort of, is making a wish on this, on this cake and, uh, and Alfred sort of comforts him as they start to, you know, speak about Bruce's parents. Yeah. Like he has, he has to do a few different things and I think he, he's a very good Alfred. Agreed. Uh, from there we have, uh, probably most importantly Kevin Michael Richardson as the Joker. All right. Um, so this is a controversial one oh apparently. Goodness. Uh, well, I think I don't know if it's the look or the voice actor people don't like for it. Maybe it's both. Okay, or, but um, yeah, people are very divisive. I uh, probably about maybe two months ago now uh, tweeted something when when they when DC Universe announced they were adding this show, how much I enjoyed uh, Kevin Michael Richardson's uh, portrayal of of the Joker. Um, and a lot of people agree with me, but the people who disagree with me disagree with me vehemently. <laughs> uh, they did not like. They didn't like Kevin Michael Rich's performance. They didn't like the look. It's too out there. It's too crazy.
1: I really enjoy Kevin Michael Richardson as the Joker. Same, I think he does a really solid job. Same, I I mean, he's doing it's it's Mark Hamill light. It's very in the vein of Mark Hamill's Joker. And if you didn't, if you closed your eyes, I, I, honestly, look, if they needed a successor, if they needed somebody to come in because yeah. Mark Hamill wasn't available, I would say, all right, give me give me Kevin Michael Richardson mm-hmm. because he's good. He he gets the idea of the Joker's maniacal. Uh, craziness, the the insanity of the character, but he also understands the punctu- punctuation of the. He's the Joker, right? Like he's try He's funny too, like mm-hmm. and it, like. There's several lines in this episode that he delivers quite well, I think, <laughs> uh, including <laughs> including the final line where he talks about passing his gas. <laughs> his gas was
0: passed by a party people. <laughs> <It was, laughs> so good. I laughed and laughed and laughed. His delivery of that. Yeah, and I, I mean, he he also like there's a little bit of nuance to it, much like Mark Hamill's, where he doesn't speak in the same tone of voice all the time. When he's happy, he's very. The voice is very high pitched and over the top. When he's mm-hmm. angry, he gets very gravelly and low. And and uh, you know, of course, the laugh is important. His laugh is great. Yeah. And again, very, very uh, you know, very much a varied uh, type of laugh, much like Mark Hamill's was. So, I got no complaints about Kevin Michael Richardson as as the Joker. Uh, I enjoy I enjoyed his performance very much. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, just rounding out the uh, the cast, you have Steve Harris as Ethan Bennett. Um. Does a fine job. Um. Not a lot asked of him again you are sh- sh- cramming in he's bruce's friend and also a detective that secretly likes the batman right and then you have uh ellen yin ming na wen who was uh, played mulan in mulan mm-hmm. a little known movie um and uh she she's kind of just there to be someone to talk to uh she her, plays a bigger role for my recollection definitely later on definitely uh, especially like as we mentioned once we get into those those Clayface episodes and she sort of ends up sliding into the role of as Batman's partner uh, on the force later on in the series. So sure. uh, She definitely has a role to play later on. But, yeah, I mm-hmm. gave voice acting 7 out of 10. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, like, again, I don't think Reno Romano is great here. Mm-hmm. And since he is Batman and this is a Batman show, if Batman is not great, I don't feel like you can go, like, super high on your score. Agreed. So, yeah, I went 7 out of 10. It's good. Like I said, I think certain people will get better as the series goes. But uh, a good, solid outing for, for Episode 1 here.
1: Um, my score is exactly the same. <laughs> so, 7 out of 10. And uh, just a reminder, we don't discuss our scores Never going on. Uh we just happen to be brothers, yeah, <laughs> so the i i th- I think that you hit on something really well there with with Batman um you know it's he's still finding his footing, but one of the issues I had is he really doesn't differentiate his voice between Bruce Wayne and Batman, no, so as somebody if if Alfred is super concerned about people wondering if Bruce Wayne <laughs> might possibly be Batman, he's not doing a good job of disguising it or doing himself any favors by just talking like Bruce Wayne when he's Batman. So, um, with that said, I, every, it's solid. The people that are there are fine, and uh, it certainly didn't detract. I think Kevin Michael Richardson, like I said, is fantastic, and I think he brought the score up to to a 7 uh, for that reason. All right, so with that, I think we should total up our scores, Lamb. I think that brings me to a score of 23 out of 40.
0: And I am a little bit higher, a little bit further off, 28 out of 40. Ooh,
1: another... I don't know if that's a disagreement alarm or
0: not. I mean, we <laughs> I mean, didn't hate points. this. We didn't hate I it. mean, the disagreement alarm was for the visuals. Argument. Clearly. Um, Clearly. But yeah, as far as overall scores. Like I said, I enjoy this as, I think, as a pilot episode for this series. Mm-hmm. It does a good job of introducing all the players, showing you a little bit of what the world is like, and, you know, showing you what the action will be like throughout the series most of the villains throughout the series are more physical threats to batman like the penguin does martial arts later on and right. so there's a lot of, there aren't as many like batman fighting henchmen scenes Bane as looks one. like the hulk right bane is a giant monster in this series so they they definitely do some different things there uh, and the visuals and sort of the way that the the, the villains everybody knows are portrayed is are, are all done pretty differently but yeah, I think I think as a, I guess we can talk about rewatchability. I think this is a good place to start if you're curious about this series. Mm-hmm. A show like Raven the Bold, I feel like you can jump around and just find an episode with the character you like sure. and start there. But with this series, I think this does a better job of just introducing you to every all the big players and sort of the general tone of the show. So I would say, yeah, if you're interested in watching the Batman, if you haven't watched it, I think this is probably the good the good place to start is with episode one.
1: This is a jumping off point for sure. Um I don't know that I'm going to come back and watch this episode 10 more times in my life like yeah. like you would a, a Batman animated series episode but I can absolutely as far as viewing this. Yeah, if you're going if you're going to go down the path of the Batman which it's a fine show, why not start here. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right, so that will start wrapping things up here. Thank you as always for joining us. Uh, if you like today's show, please do us a favor. Give us some feedback. Uh, tweet Liam; he runs our Twitter account over at DCAU Review on Twitter, and uh, he also would love to hear your feedback. Right, Liam? Absolutely. Uh, like I said, gotten I've gotten some interesting feedback just in the
0: once or twice I've mentioned the Batman uh, in the past. So I imagine when people see we're doing this episode, we'll uh, we'll get some some spirited debate. I know I've heard some people that really enjoyed this series, people that didn't like it so much. And I think a fair amount of people maybe just didn't watch it at yeah. the time. And I definitely think it's worth a watch. At least give yourself a few episodes to figure out if you like it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to hearing from people the things they liked about the show. Uh, maybe I'll end up doing a poll about the Joker or something later on.
1: But, uh, yeah, definitely some discussions to be had here. Most assuredly. All right. So, I am Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.